How you feeling? Yeah, yeah, good. Are you feeling excited or are you feeling equally as nervous as you were last week? Oh, I reckon like mildly, mildly less nervous. Mildly less nervous? Yeah. What does that mean? Like you're a bit more prepared today or you... I don't know. You know all the questions I'm going <laughs> to throw your way or you're nervous that I'm going to ask you something like weird or fucked up? I'm getting used to it. Yeah? Yeah. What, what was your feedback before? Um, everything leads back to dirty questions or dirty or sex stories or something like that? That's my feedback of our friendship here. That's yeah, correct. Yeah. I mean it is. I am that friend that would just make a dirty joke about about everything basically. It's just you lead every conversation back to something sexual. And well, sometimes... I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> is it? I don't think it's a bad thing to, you know. Oh, it's quite entertaining. It is quite entertaining. So how are you feeling today though? Yeah, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good. Yeah, it's been a good day. The sun is shining. It's yeah. pumping surf this morning. So Oh, pumping surf. Sounds had a good few hours out there. I yeah. Was, yeah, pretty pretty spoken like that. someone that lives in Byron. <laughs> yeah. Well it is paradise problems. So That's right. But I think we should check in. What's your mental health? How are you feeling? Um, this week, yeah. Honestly, overall it's been a bit like a roller coaster. Yeah. Um today I'm feeling really good. Yeah. Uh but for no like specific reason, I don't yeah. know. I think sometimes you just gonna get in your own head and get way too introspective and start like just cycling the same thoughts over and over. Totally. And I was doing a bit of that during the week, and I think like yeah, the the gym and that really kind of saved me. Helps you. Yeah. Yeah. Quiet in the mind a bit. Is that is that your only kind of coping? You know, not coping mechanism, but mm. something that you use to to deal with it when you're not feeling good. Yeah, it's just like a meditative thing, I guess, because in those situations, like I can't really think of anything else except what's happening, especially when I'm boxing yeah. Yeah. or surfing. You know, you can really just really drop in yeah. and just like have silence. Yeah. Is it yeah. like, it's it's like the presence that it brings mm-hmm. that you can only do what's in the moment and there's nothing else really. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And everything else is like out of your control. Yeah. Has that been like your whole week or has that just been just been today? Like having a bit of a roller coaster week. Um, well, today's been kind of good, but yeah, the week, this last week, last few weeks, I don't know. Last, the start of this year has been pretty mental, to be honest. There's been yeah. a lot of changes. Yeah. I dealt with a lot of stuff. I had like, a, I had a perforated eardrum, yeah. which meant I was out of the water for like a month, which yeah. was like super depressing. I don't deal well with like injuries or being told I can't do something. And then I got like, like some stomach bug. I was like in bed for a good five days, Yeah, lost six kilos. And yeah. then came out of that and then got like a head cold. Yeah. That was my January. Yeah. I was just like getting railed. Fuck. Back getting, to back. Getting railed. Getting railed we, by the universe. <laughs> the universe we went no lube, just was like, here you go, take we, this. Uh, already the sexual innuendos. That hey. was you. Can Like now we have it on the recording <laughs> that you brought up the first sexual innuendo for the um, episode. Sorry. And it's what? We're only in, what? Within that context. Seven minutes It's not in. necessarily sexual. Getting railed is a great um, is a great saying. I say it all the time with everything. Getting railed with work. I got railed. Yeah, you got railed. No lube, straight in. Straight in. <laughs> all right. So. What about yourself? Uh, my week? Yeah. Um, geez, that's a... I'm one of those people that I literally cannot remember like what I did this morning or what I did yesterday. Well, when I walked I in, can, you were cutting the grass I with was, a pair of scissors. <laughs> That's not true. They were like, "Oh my god!" Okay, you're a psychopath. You were cutting the grass. Let me with a let pair me of let me quickly explain. Okay, so uh, 
since moving house, mm. we do have a little yard and I've got like a front nature strip. Yeah. And I've got an electric mowed mower and electric whipper snipper, which I'm very fucking proud of because I've never owned one before and I'm 37. Such a wog. And I feel like I'm, you know what, if it's such a wog, if it was up to me, I would fucking get rid of that grass and I would concrete it. It's a pain in the ass. I don't want to have to keep, I don't want to have to keep cutting it. Well, yeah, no wonder if you're using scissors. <laughs> so there is a little section um, where there's like black wooden poles. Mm-hmm. And I did try to whip a snip of that area, but I like marked all of the wooden poles. Uh, so that's why I bought hand shears. Well, if they're already marked, who cares? Yeah, but I'll fuck them up even more. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I bought hand shears and um, I did do that small section by hand, which is funny. It, it's actually very- um, it's Italian talk for um, scissors. Do you think? <laughs> Every time I actually post on Instagram, I'm cutting the grass. Guys love to talk to me about cutting grass. Like I have no passion about it. And apparently there's all these different kinds of grass. Oh God, and I they all, think worse. Oh my God. Like Not a green thumb. I'm absolutely not a green thumb. But did you know there was multiple kinds of grass and different like- I, Obviously there's different like species, right? Yeah. They're probably good for different things or whatever, but it's not I, something I ever thought about. No, neither. I just thought grass is grass. I remember growing up, my dad had somehow stolen like a piece of the turf from, I think it was like MCG. No. Like the football stadium. And he had this little <laughs> patch of like MCG turf in like the corner of the garden. And whenever you were kicking the footy out the back, he'd be like, stay off that piece of wood. And he would lose it. And eventually it died and he was just like heartbroken. How do you even get a piece of MCG grass? I think like, you know, back in the 90s, you could run on the field maybe after oh, a win. Yes. I think he just went down just. I must have grabbed a handful. Wow. Yeah, but he was a mad footy supporter. Gotcha. Well, sorry, is a mad footy supporter. Yeah, Yeah, that is so funny. Um, Classic. I, my only two times I ever went to the football, see my dad, like well, my parents did, but my dad loves footy, Mm -hmm. but I'm the least sporting, especially watching. Like I just don't understand it. Yeah, no, I'm not interested in um, in watching sport. I'm rather like, (laughs) Do yoga or meditate or <laughs> do some Byron hippie shit. You know, we doing, know, Matt. We you know, know. We, we did speak about your feminine energy in the I know, last I know. Episode. And that's going to come up in future episodes as well. But um, <laughs> talk about hippie things. Are you coming over on Sunday? We're going to do a little full moon uh, yeah, <laughs> ceremony. Totally. So we're going to write down all our things we want to let go of. I'm going to write, write you down on a piece of paper. Are you going to write my name Burn down? <laughs> uh, last month I wrote someone's name down. And um, yeah. Anyway, that's I, it. That's I, did a, I did a new moon ceremony did you? Um, when I was in I was in Joshua Tree yeah. mid last year and I wrote someone's name down and manifested into something which I probably that's shouldn't nice. have. <laughs> yeah, but that's nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, new moon is manifesting. New moon, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And full moon's letting go. Yeah, I love a full moon. I was born on a full moon, Where? so I'm all about it. So you little werewolf yeah, that's right. vibes. All right. Talking about being born, um, I'm going to somehow relate that to leading into our actual questions. Oh, yes. You know, and uh, we, we don't really like prepare too much for these episodes. We kind of, we do like to freestyle it a little bit. Well, I like I, that you take control though. Well, do, do you? Yeah, I do. Because I can just, Rawr. I can just, tw- <laughs> that's twice. It's two times sexual innuendos. I've not dropped one. I said it's been a long week, right? I, you haven't had sex this week. That's why. Or have you? Have you had sex this week? No comment. No comment. He's looking at me like, you fucker. <laughs> How many times you jerked off this week? <laughs> you know my schedule. <laughs> you're a daily, you're a daily man. 
I am a daily man. Even if you're fucking, do you still rub one out? For the most part. Keeps, yeah? Yeah, it keeps you sane. Keeps you sane. Yeah. Okay, you don't subscribe to the no fap, um, build your testosterone, I mean, when don't I, ejaculate. When I was like fighting, maybe I'd go for like four or five days out, but yeah. it, it fucks with my sleep. Yeah. Like I get G'd up. Yeah. You know, and I, just, I don't sleep as much. Also, if I, I'll just sleep like, you know, five, six hours. And yeah. I just won't feel rested. Yeah. So, yeah, See, I don't know, everyone's different. Yeah. I feel like we should actually talk about that or get someone on that knows a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Because half my friends now were like, no, I don't jerk off. Like, I want to get testosterone. I want to build up. I want to be like manly. And then- My test, I, yeah, my test levels are good. I had, actually had them checked last year. Yeah. And yeah, they're good. Yeah. So, but then I'm not you, too stressed. But then like I read some other things. And it's like, you need to ejaculate four times a week to like healthy prostate and clear out your fucking pipes. And I'm like, mate, I fucking come daily. I think it's just, yeah, a little bit of self-love is great. Yeah. See, but girls can just keep going as much as they want. Like, and it's health benefits for them. <laughs> you know, what is it for us? I don't know. We're just dirty, Ooh, uh, dirty masturbators. expert on. All right. So this episode is also getting to know us a little bit more <laughs> in the spirit of being vulnerable, uh, talking about a lot of topics that I suppose, yeah, men aren't talking about or people aren't talking about or we don't talk about with each other. So mm-hmm. we don't sit there as guys and be like, mm, tell me about your childhood. Where did you grow up? Or, you know, if you're making friends, it's, I suppose it's not really something, you don't be like, oh, where did you go to school? Tell me about your past traumas. Where I think <laughs> maybe girls do. I think, I think as, I think men, we like, as men, we brush on it yeah. here and there, but yeah, we rarely go deep. Yeah. Unless it's like, you know, end of yeah. a really big night and you're like, bro. Oh, yeah. A little bit of MDMA and just a bit of cuddles. and Some cuddles. Cuddle yeah. puddle. Cuddle puddles. Empathy. Yeah. yeah. Cuddle puddles are fun, actually. I miss a good cuddle puddle. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know what that is, it's when um everyone just lays on top of each other and gets under the covers and tells each other their feelings. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that more often. We should. We should. So... Obviously, we do know a little bit about each other, mm-hmm. but we probably haven't really even spoken about our own upbringings and childhoods mm-hmm. and how that kind of has related to who we are now and, you know, the person you are now and I suppose the man you have become in your masculine energy. <laughs> well, so, I'll let you kick this one off. Then. Kick this one off. Yeah, what, do you want me to explain mine I, first? I want to know. Well, for me, you know, I grew up three sisters. Mm-hmm. Catholic family, mm-hmm. you know, Italian immigrants. It was very, what's a good way to put this? I have great parents and they are quite, I would say, modern. Mm-hmm. But as well, they have a lot of that still, you know, that older school Italian immigrant mentality. So they immigrated here yep. and you and your sisters were born yep. here. So yeah, so I'm first generation. So my si- myself, my sisters were born here. Okay. Um, my grandparents and parents um, came over on a boat and migrated here and then my parents met here and got married and etc. Um, so I think for me growing up, yeah, I was brought up with obviously family values, you know, strict, strict Catholic, you know, grandparents always going to church, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and my parents, yeah, also being quite modern and, you know, my dad quite educated, my parents quite smart, but still kind of having some of those, I don't know, almost like restricting beliefs. 
I could imagine, yeah. You know, um, and I think it's not just limited to European families. I think a lot of immigrant families and maybe just that generation, but, you know, having been brought up with that, it created a lot of, yeah, I would say limiting beliefs is like, oh, you need to work hard and you need to go to school and you need to go go get a job and then you need to- That's not like good things, Matt. <laughs> yeah, but is it? Like, that's the thing. Like, no. okay, they, they sound all good on paper, but what does it, what does it actually breed in you? So, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, it's great. Go to school, get a job, you know, save money, buy a house, blah, 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 blah. But then there's me that's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a musician. I'm an artist. I'm a creative. Mm-hmm. None of that applies to me. Yeah, no, 100%. So, you know, as well, having great family and being brought up with all those opportunities and, you know, going to a, you know, Catholic boys' school and all that kind of stuff, I always felt kind of like guilty and I always felt um, not that I wasn't supported but my idea of what I wanted to do was very different to the ideal of my family, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. even, you know, my grandparents. My grandfather was a musician. Really? Yeah. So my grandfather, um, he, opened up, he opened like the first like Italian music school in Brunswick, right? And if you actually drive… What was it called? Uh, I can't remember, like Cernia School of Music. Oh, amazing. Um, but if you go to… Um, Melville Road in Brunswick, there's mm-hmm. a church there called St. Joseph's. Yep. And on the outside, like on the footpath, there's a plaque to him for his like contribution to, you know, the community and the culture and all that kind of stuff. So it's in the blood. <clears throat> it's in the blood, yeah. But my grandmother was always like, you know, your grandfather always worked so hard and he worked, you know, two jobs and three jobs and he was always doing gigs and he was always up late working. It was like a bad thing. So it, for them, it was kind of like, Oh, if you do this, you're always going to struggle, and you're always going to have a tough time. And oh, okay, it was very much that, that kind of became ingrained in me having it a was crea- framed in like a negative in a negative way. way. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that kind of yeah, I struggled with that for for a very very long time, and I think that gave me that lack mentality for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, I couldn't. You know, I was never good enough or I was never, um, you know, never really able or capable to succeed because I had that mentality mm-hmm. where I feel that if I was brought up with that, you know, any, any, you can do anything and that opportunity and all that kind of stuff, like you can build it for yourself. Maybe I would have been different or maybe I would have, you know, made more money or succeeded or whatever that fucking looks like. Do but, you feel like possibly as well though that kind of adversity Gave you more of a drive? Um, I would say yes and no. I think, look, ad- there's enough adversity in the industry anyway. And mm-hmm. then you kind of get it from your own mental health and your parents. And look, my parents always and family always like wanted the best. But yeah, I think it gave, us, gave me some sort of adversity or some sort of drive to prove myself. And it took me a very, very long time to realize that you know, I only had to prove it to myself, not to my family or, or to anyone else, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you think about it, you've got like all the aunts and uncles and everyone. It's like, I've got a big family. What are you doing with your life? Why aren't you married? Why don't you have kids? You know, why do you live in Byron? Why do you not wear underwear anymore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do they know that? That's the craziest thing. Do you know what? I really fucking don't. Like, I mean, well, I'm, 90% of the time, I'm just in board shorts or True. I'm just in swimmers and then you just jump in the water and, like you don't need to get changed. 
Why, yeah. why would you wear underwear? Just free ball it all day long. Well, I'm wearing jeans right now. So Why? You rode your motorbike over. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that for me, that was kind of my very kind of brief upbringing of school culture, getting my mindset into that. And then to be honest, I think it was, it is, well, yeah, it is 100% the root of my mental health problems. So having- like. For not Having anxiety and feeling that you know, I'm either not enough or I can't achieve it or I you know, am, am wanting to something or wanting to do something but I can't do it or I'm not where I want to be at 37. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of that like, has put, it's that, it's that pressure that I've put on myself now. Like I'm an adult. I don't need to have that pressure from anyone else but I still put it on myself. So, and I think as a man, like, you know, we we do get put under pressure. You know, we're the, you have to provide. No, you have 100%. to do all those things and you need to be the whatever. Like, Lola earns more money than me. I don't care. <laughs> Fucking happy she does. No, this I fully understand that. And this actually ties into my mental health for this week. Yeah. I kind of went through this like cycle of thinking like, am I doing enough? And really like, yeah, getting like really down on myself. Like, yeah. oh, this project hasn't taken off yet. This other thing's taking too long. You know, I'm at like the um, infancy stage of a couple other projects that I'm working on yeah. and I'm just getting like that frustration. Like I'm not where I want to be with these yet. I want to get all of this done before I do the next thing and yada, yada, yada. And you can get really in your head and then you're just like, I'm not where, not where I want to be at. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it creates so much anxiety. And I, I was an anxious child. Mm-hmm. I look back now and I'm like, yep, I had anxiety for a lot longer. Mm. I had all the signs. I was anxious. I'm always like restless, overthinking. Um, so you said you have been, I suppose, having a bit of a hard week, mm-hmm. spiraling out a bit mentally, being really hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that comes from? Do you think that that was your childhood upbringing? Um, to, a, to an extent, yeah, for sure. I mean, like I've always had to be self-sufficient. Um, uh, I was homeless at 15. I was yeah. kicked out of home, escorted out by police. Um, it was, yeah, I was a bit off the rails growing up and had a pretty tumultuous tr- uh, like kind of upbringing, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that kind of ties into that. Uh, always having to have my own back. And I know I've, I've been like that since, yeah, I mean, since I was 15. Yeah. It's like uh, the whole idea of stability and everything was just like pulled out from under me and it was like, you got to figure shit out for yourself. Yep. And I've had to do that since that age. So, yeah, I guess maybe even in my 30s, like, you know, if what I'm doing doesn't reach that next level or doesn't support me or feed me, then I'm kind of feel like I don't have a plan B. I don't have like yeah. a, yeah, anything like that. So I think that mentality definitely puts more pressure on myself. Yeah. So I suppose losing that uh, family network and support network mm-hmm. really started and, and such a young age where you're really not even half formed or your personality mm-hmm. still basically so, forming figuring shit out yeah figuring shit out like having all of that pulled from underneath you would have accelerated your growth into this hyper independence perhaps yeah i feel like that adversity definitely like hardened me a lot and also taught me a lot yeah like in no way am i like regretful for the way things went yeah. you know i think Having sometimes yeah, a bit of a cushy upbringing can maybe actually be detrimental to totally, your growth. Totally. Um, and like, you know, in retrospect, it kind of taught me a lot about 
what parents are like you know yeah. when you're at a certain age you see them as these like divine beings that know everything and will always have you back and then when that kind of switched I kind of started it changed my perspective and I was like oh yeah. these are just people just like me like they have their flaws and, of course and like you know today I have like an incredible relationship with my mom and my dad yeah but um when I was younger yeah it was it was very different do you realize though, that that hyper independence and that hyper vigilance and that hyper uh you know, need to take care of yourself is a trauma response to what you have actually gone through. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it is a funny thing to think about because you look at it and you say, okay, yeah, it's made me like independent and all that kind of stuff, but that mm. all came through trauma. Yeah, for sure. But all the best things do. Yeah. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> I feel you know, like... We're not psychologists. We can't make those claims. But I feel like you get tested, you know, and you if you can pass those tests, you can come out of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Bigger, do you, do you think that that shaped you into the person you are now? And do you think that you went through a journey in that respect? Like, I don't think that you would have been the person you are now mm-hmm. straight away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. It's a, it's, so it's was definitely it, been like a it was definitely like a pinnacle moment. Yeah. Um. And yeah, like I mean, as soon as I finished school, like I, I left Melbourne because yeah. I was just like I didn't. I was like, what is what is for me here? Like, what do I have? Like, I don't have this like fallback. And yeah. So I, I left and traveled and, you know, and that all of those experiences like completely shaped um, the person that I am today. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that, that kind of thing is like when you do go through it at such a young age, mm-hmm. you want to rebel even further. You want to go fuck up more in life. You want to break things, you want to fucking punch cunts, like, you, wanna, <laughs> you know, go go through all that kind of stuff because you're processing, you know, loss and grief and loss of family and network and mm-hmm. really having nothing there to yeah. kind of even guide you. Yeah. I definitely seek mentors um, growing up in, in other people. I remember I had like one of my good friends, her uncle was an incredible mentor to me and I've maybe also through that experience have kind of found all these incredible mentors. Mm. Um, even now I've got some some um, guys back in Melbourne that like have just yeah helped me so much. Yeah, I think even even today, like you know, if I have like a big problem, I can fall back on them. Mm. And like, yeah, I think that's kind of been super super important. Do you think you str- like struggled coming into being like an adult? No, I just feel like I was just accelerated into yeah. being an adult. Yeah, um, yeah. So I've never felt like I was an adult. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. <clears throat> you mean in the sense that you're still a child? Yeah. On the yeah, yeah, 100%. But, no, but that's but, how you've but, always but, meant to be. But also, like, I, I've never felt, I've spoken to my therapist like so much about this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I do like adult things. Pay your bills. Like, yeah, fucking pay <laughs> bills and all that kind of BS. And yeah, I mean, everything we're sitting in. But I, I've never had this like defining moment of like, oh, you're a man now, or you're an adult, or you're a grown up. That's because it's a facade and it's bullshit. It's a facade, hundred percent. Do you think? But do, didn't you like the moment what? you feel like that is a moment you will stop having fun in life. You need to yeah. always have that like childlike fascination with the world, that like playfulness, like all that is so important to yeah. your happiness. I believe anyone that like gets stuck in this like rut, where, like I'm an adult now and I would act like this, and yeah. this is like. I'm gonna be stern and stoic. It's like chill the fuck out. But don't you look at some people, and you're like, even people that are say my my age, mm-hmm. you know, or our age in the in their thirties, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, you look like a man. Oh, 
oh, you look like a, you look old or you look, you know, distinguished. Depressed? Or just, well, yeah, depressed too, but I'm fucking depressed. Like, a lot my of people best, don't know that. So my best mates here are 40 and they're all like, they're all kids, mate. Yeah, I know. But we live in, kids. we also do, we live in Never Neverland. So totally. But I remember going to my 10-year high school reunion. So I would have been 28. Yeah. And there was dudes there that, you know, had already had a couple of kids and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and they were just, they felt like, I mean, a bit balding and yeah, they look a bit fucking all that. Yeah. And I'm just like, dad you, you, dad bod, yeah. <laughs> I was like, and they just acted like these like old men. I don't know. And, and I'm there being so, I suppose, insecure about myself where, you know, like, oh, what have you been up to? I'm like, I don't know. Like I travel and I DJ and I yeah, fuck girls. You have an like, incredible, you had an, you have an incredible life. Yeah. And back then you were like really living a much wilder existence. Oh, totally. So they would have been envious of that. I mean, the grass is always greener, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, if we, if we want to talk about adults, like maybe I could look at my older brother and he's like yeah. a kid and a wife and a yeah. house and an aeroplane and a couple of cars in the garage. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of adult life. But like when I hang out with him and yeah. see past those layers because he's my brother, I can see that he is just like me, just wants to have fun and yeah. like, you know, like always uh, revert back to that kind of childlike kind spirit of and uh, energy. spirit and energy and yeah. humor. Like, yeah, it never changes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly, for me, I really do struggle with it. And I really do, I, I work on it a lot with my therapist and talk about it. And it's like, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. It's just, it's, it's a weird, mm. it's a weird concept growing up. You know and what I imagine would be a defining factor? Having kids. Having kids, probably. I think that will change yeah. your mentality. It definitely changed my brother. Yeah. It made him so much more patient and just like, yeah, his whole temperament changed once he had yeah. um, once he had a little boy. And yeah, I think that would definitely change. Totally. And look, it definitely would. But I mean, that, that brings something else up that's interesting, which is, I don't know if I want kids. Just have kids, Matt. No. <laughs> I want to be the uncle. Just have kids. I'm, sick, can, of this, I'm yeah. sick of this conversation. Be, no, well, I mean, yeah. the, the truth is this, is that like I actually don't know that I want kids. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and you don't know what you want kids. What do you mean? You don't want a mini version of yourself? No, I don't know. That, you like, I don't teach know. all the things? No, no. no. I, think, like, I, think you're full, I think you're full of shit. I, I really... Like, the moment you have a kid, you'll be like, oh my God, this look, thing is amazing. Sure, 100%. If I had a kid, I would feel that. But growing up, I never knew there was an option to not have children or a family. So I think it was always like, yeah, you get that job and then you buy a car and then you buy a house and then you uh, like fucking, little, you get married and then little you- Little rebelling, Matthew. Yeah, you just, but then you- Stop rebelling, mate. Oh, sorry. You, geez, you I'm so rebellious. Yeah, but like, that's the thing. Like, I was basically just like, I don't know if it's just me. I would say a lot of society as well. Whatever. It's just that you just do it. Or, you know, I always, basically I suspected I would meet a woman- and she would just be like, well, Matt, we've fucking been together four years. You better put a baby in me. You know? And I've been lucky with Lola that we are on the same path of we actually don't know if we do want to have Georgia. And full disclosure, we have frozen embryos together. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> You're just excited. <laughs> oh, don't ask me. You know how clucky I am. I know. I, kids, I know so. you, but do, have you always actually wanted to have kids? Yeah. I always wanted to be like a young dad. Yeah. Like much younger, but oh. I just never aligned in terms of like the right person, the right yeah. timing, the right circumstances. And, you know, I think honestly, if I had been in a long relationship with someone at yeah. this moment yeah. and things were good. Like I, what are we talking? Three, four years? Yeah, like three, four years. Yeah. Um, I'd have kids. What's your longest relationship? Three years. 
three years. But I was very young. I yeah. was like 19 to like 22. Is that that bird I met here? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think you ran into her. Yeah. We, we ran into her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still some trauma there apparently. So yeah. Bit... Her half or your half? Her half. I just, she has kids and a family and yeah. I, I just want, yeah, like I'm so stoked and I don't yeah. know. Who knows? 10 years ago. Just, anyway, such a long time ago. That's another fucking story. <laughs> do, do you have insecurities about that? Like as in growing up, getting old now and being like, no. oh. No, yeah. No. No, yeah. No. I think- mean, I'm so happy to keep doing what I'm doing. And, um, you know, I have some pretty big plans coming up. And I understand that having kids would probably be a massive roadblock or it yeah. might dampen what I'm able to do. Um, I'm just, you, you just got to trust the timing. Sometimes yeah. you do get in your head about things, but you, like every time I've gotten in my head about anything, whether it's like a breakup or like timing of something or like I missed out on this job, yeah. it always comes around and it always like proves like, to be the right thing. That, like that, divine that, timing. Yeah, like that thing didn't work out for yeah. a good reason because then this other thing came through. Yeah. And I've, it's, it's so hard to trust that. Yeah. But I just have to keep doing that. Like what else? It's really so do? hard to trust that in the moment because you're getting these, it's even the same with like our industries. Like Get you're getting the these like knockbacks. Yeah. Work knockbacks or yeah, maybe you meet a girl or something fucking whatever. And then, but yeah, you don't know where that's going to lead you. And even if you think about it, every decision you've ever made has led you to this exact moment in life. That's right. Being with me. Oh, God. Hello. What did I do wrong? What did you do wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) What did you do right? That is more important. True. I mean, I didn't have a foursome with you. Maybe that was what I did Jesus Christ. Actually, Lola was, Lola asked me about that. She's like, do you really think you have a foursome? I was like, well, I was fucking off my face. And so was I. And I, I was, and, and I'm always open for whatever. So I was feeling the sexual energy, just not within that context. Yeah. You were, um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to leave that one. Yeah. You were the first to leave. You were the first to leave. I'll tell you about what happened after both of you guys left after. Oh, God. Yeah. Involves weird stuff. Anyway, I think going back to like insecurities and all that kind of stuff, is there anything that you were insecure about growing up that, you aren't about now? Everything. Everything? <laughs> I was like the skinny little... Yeah, you still like, are. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was the extra skinny. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I don't know, like so many things, like uh, my ability to speak to women that I liked yeah. or connect with women that I liked. Yeah. Um, my presence within my like friendship group, my presence as a man, my ability to hold myself, you know, in conflict, um, all of it, like, yeah, yeah, all those things have been journeys to get to the point where I'm at now. And I'm still on, you know, that journey hasn't finished, but of course, God damn, I'm way more, you know, in my own skin than I used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Happy in my own skin. Yeah. 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 I think I kind of feel the same. Um, I just, yeah. And anything I've ever worried about, I just don't even think about now yeah I mean occasionally things still pop up but yeah you know sometimes you get tested like yeah you know if you are in like a conflict of some sort or physical conflict or anything like that you know sometimes you go fuck am I yeah where I think I'm at yeah is that ego is that real like yeah but like um yeah I mean that's what I mean though when I said the journey continues you know um but yeah I feel like everything yeah yeah I I think Another thing as well, growing up, I thought I'd have it all together and I'll figure it out mm-hmm. by now. Yeah. But I fucking don't. 
Yeah, I don't know. And yeah, like, but I look at people and I'm like, I think you've got it figured out, but maybe we all don't have it figured out. Maybe no one has this figured out, and we're just constantly learning and changing. I reckon I've I've learned and I've changed more in the last like four years Mm -hmm. than I think I did in my twenties. Do you find though that feeling of having it figured out, so to speak, or feeling stable, it ebbs and flows? Yeah, totally. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Well, I think I think I was like, oh, maybe I have more money, or I bought more savings, or I'd have uh, something else. So I don't know what it is. It's just, yeah, I, I I think it's I never feel probably satisfied, or I never feel like, oh, you need to provide more or have a fucking superannuation. <laughs> You know, and again, I love my parents and I, you know, I love my dad, but my dad is very, um, yeah, he's very like, oh, you got to do this and then save money and have this. And he's very logical. He's very, mm-hmm. uh, like he, he's an academic, he's a mathematician. So he's very fucking yeah. la- laid out and planned and, you know, he thinks everything through. And I still go to him for a lot of like, say, fi- like financial advice or just talking about, uh, life and bills and shares and all those kinds of things in general. But I, I don't really talk to him about anything deeper, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So I don't really, I only kind of have that more uh, logical relationship with him as opposed to like a deeper talk about our feelings. I've, yeah, I get that. I've only developed that recently with my own father. With your dad? Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like I never spoke to him about relationships or anything like yeah. that. And he's actually great at giving advice. Yeah. But um, yeah, I get that. I mean, my dad was the same growing up when I kind of started veering off from the path and I did a few years where I didn't study and I was just traveling and, and working and stuff. And he was like, what the, the fuck are you doing? Go to university. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then I started my first business over in Bali and he kind of came around at that point and started encouraging me. And then like the modeling thing came up and once again, he was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I kind of proved myself in that thing. He's like, oh. And now yeah. he's just like, I'm so proud of you. He's just like, you know, you forged your own path. And yeah. Everything you've done, you've done on your own. I'm like, yeah, thanks, yeah. dad. I kind of figured it out to Do a degree. You, you kind of got that like bit of like validation. Yeah. I think you just thought I was always going to fall flat in my face. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of what I think that my parents I think like think. Or maybe growing up, I was like, oh, they probably think that I'll just do this life for a little while and then you know, just get a job or get married or Goddamn. do something normal. But yeah. I think I think now they've maybe finally realized. I think they I think they had a big shock when I moved. Mm-hmm. That was I think a big thing for them. Yeah, you know, because three of my sisters literally own houses within like a minute of mum and dad. It's so Italian. It's crazy, right? My my fooled it like. One of my other sisters does own the house like across the road, but she doesn't live in it. She lives in Sydney. Okay. So yeah, I think mum and dad had this like <laughs> deal that we were all going to live. That's yeah. just classic. Southeast like Greek, all just Italian, Italian mentality. Yeah. 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 And it makes, it's it's good. It's a sense of community and like, yeah. you know, you got to go out, you, grand, your parents have across the road. Did you have your grandparents around? Um, on, yeah. On dad's side, had them around too. Like, um, it's like, 12 and 13. Yeah. See, I I yeah. get I totally get that because I fucking loved growing up with my grandparents. Uh-huh. I yeah, loved yeah, yeah, yeah. having them close. I loved staying at their house. I loved when they'd come over. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, but I at the same time, I think when they passed away, I had this weird sense of like freedom as well. Where I was like, oh, I don't have to, I mean, keep up some facade of 
you know, getting all my life together. I can just kind of go and fuck up and oh, I never, do whatever. I never felt like that. Well, I, I, I didn't have like that pressure, but I thought, yeah, I thought now that they're gone, I don't have to like be with the family as much or I don't have to go to fucking 20,000 like Christmas, Easter functions and the death of every person that lived on her street. Like, <laughs> you know how many weddings and funerals I've been to in my life? Yeah, I can Like, imagine. actually fucking heaps. Like, every old lady that lived on my grandmother's street would have to go to their funerals if they died. And every cousin's child, sister's brother's auntie's whatever wedding we would all get invited to. That's awesome. I love a good wedding. Do you reckon? Um, Not when it's like every fucking week of doing that shit. <laughs> all right. Fuck, we've like, we totally digress from absolutely everything. Do you know that? <laughs> yeah. I actually, I had a little note here where I think we're going to talk about some fuck ups and some wins. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was going to lead in from, you know, not growing up and not celebrating ourselves. So when I, I always had this, I don't know what kind of fit, like, I don't know where it comes from, but anytime I did anything good, I was too afraid to share it mm-hmm. or I was afraid to you know, yeah, share my dreams or, or share my wins because oh, maybe people won't celebrate it as much or people don't understand it. Or if, if it was something really small, say in my music industry, yeah. people don't really get it. So yeah. I, never, I never really shared any of my big wins and my big fuck ups as well. So do you have a big win that you want to share that you're proud of? <laughs> it's a hard one. I it could, is a hard one. I could start with a big fuck up. <laughs> well, it's. I think this is just taking a second just to celebrate because, mm-hmm. yeah, in, in the spirit of open honesty, vulnerability, all that kind of stuff, just two things, one fuck up, one fucking thing you're proud of. Okay. I'm very proud that I started um, my first business at 23, mm-hmm. which was a motorcycle company based in Bali. We used to build bikes and export them to Australia and eventually yep. started exporting worldwide. That was definitely a big win, the fact yeah. that I managed to pull that off somehow. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> um, and it was also an incredible learning experience um, at the time. It's definitely something I always look back on fondly, even though it's like a lot of work. Was like months, you know, when I was over there, it was like, it was hard times. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot of involvement. But um, yeah, that's definitely one of my big wins. Yeah. Okay. Give, it, give us a fuck up. Oh, one thing I think is a bit of a fuck up. So during that period when I was living uh, in Bali, I got scouted to do the modeling thing yeah. and I ended up taking three months off the business to go to Milan. I got yeah. sent over there like, you know, straight into the deep end and things were starting to get some momentum and I, you know, shot with some pretty big brands and I had some kind of bigger jobs coming up. Um, and it's so funny because I just literally happened to stumble across my journal from when from that trip like a few days ago mm. and I just was not having a good time like because of other factors and I just pulled the plug and I left. Yeah. And at that point I was like, this modeling thing's fucking joke. Not for you. And I've got this business and I'm just going to go back to that. And in retrospect, I think I should have hung out a yeah. little bit longer, another yeah. month maybe because I didn't really see where this journey would end up kind of going. Taking and it you. really wasn't until I got back to Australia um, that I was like, oh, this industry is not that fucked up in yeah. other countries. Okay, maybe in Milan at that point in time, it was like a lot of pressure to like be very fucking skinny and like all this like, yeah, just a lot of weird stuff. Mm. But um, yeah, in retrospect, I should have kind of hung around a bit longer. Yeah, so your fuck up is that you you, you wish you probably had some more uh, 
uh, maybe resilience at the time. Yeah. To stick it out a little bit. Yeah. Stick it out a little bit longer and actually see where the journey could could have taken you. Yeah. I feel like it, it would have like kind of, um, yeah, leaving that early definitely stunted that whole journey. Yeah. It wasn't until like years later I kind of got back to that position. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. Was there definitely. a little bit of ego involved in there? Like, fuck this shit. Like. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I remember um, I was did this shoot for um, Dolce and we were going through doing the outfits and we got to this one outfit and it was just like would not fit on me. It was tiny. Yeah. It was a little vest coat thing or whatever. Yeah. And the director came up and he's like, no, no, no. This this, this man is too not big. Too big. <laughs> You're too not, big. Not for you. He's <laughs> like, you must go. <laughs> After like hours of like hair and makeup and pedicure and man, all this shit that like just had to sit through yeah. and like not. Anyway, I, I cracked it. I think I stole their um, I stole their little robe and their sandals maybe no. put a hole in the locker and then walked out no <laughs> punched a hole yeah I was fuck. I was so off it and that next day I left I was like fuck this I'm going to Spain you've had your butt cracked uh, butt cracked <laughs> waxed for, uh, for a shoot I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> no why would then, I need that to- I don't know it'd be like hey like we want like a smooth butt crack like we want you with no pants on I don't know what you're thinking that I was shooting over there but I don't know no. you could be doing some butt magazine yeah 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 butts are us <laughs> uh, the Greek gate. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So never. No. Have you ever had a body wax? No. Never had a body wax? No. Just shave the old chest. I just trim. Just trim. Give it a little trim. Just Takes a trim. Two seconds. Yeah. Never never been asked to get like a wax or anything like that. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just curious. People want to know. People want to know. He's looking at me like, he's like, I've done all the fucked up things. Not, not waxed. Yeah. I've never needed wax, no. Never needed wax. Fuck. You want to see my fucking chest? Like, actually, you can see it right now. It's hairy as fuck. Maybe I'll wax you next episode. No, do not put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the movie um, 40 Year Old Virgin? Of course, yeah. Do you know the scene where they're That's waxing? Really legit. Yeah, yeah, Steve Carell. Yeah. yeah, it's legit. Oh, my fucking Lord. And apparently, the chick had never waxed anyone before. And you can see the blood. Oh. Uh, I know. That's so fucked up. All right. Do you know what? Okay. We've what got- about you? I need a no, ah. little win, a little ah, loss. We okay, got, fuck. Um, Jesus, I wrote, I wrote this down and I um, didn't even think of a, an answer myself. To be honest, I think I would say, I would say probably two wins. I would say the biggest win in general is uh, getting on top of my mental health mm-hmm. and not letting it take me down a really fucking bad spiral. Because yep. it was really, really bad at two or three points in life. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when I really do look back, I was like, fuck, like that actually was such a big win to get out of that. Like I did the work. And um, that led me to writing and releasing like my first big like breakout record. Mm-hmm. So because I'd done all that mental health work at the time, I'd come out of a really bad period I wrote a really great song and that kind of helped me launch everything that I did. Amazing. Yeah. So I think that would be my biggest win of, which is like, yeah, a two-parter, which is on top of the mental health that led me to actually yeah, writing that one breakout record. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my, I would probably say my uh, fuck up, I would I'd probably have two fuck ups. I would, I'm going to do a personal and a, and a, and a professional. Okay. I would say, 
Professional was after that big record that I put out, mm-hmm. um, putting out a shit record. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And and just like killing that momentum. And I think it, it came from such like ego um, and me thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to like be rich and famous and fucking do this and do that. And it just... So did you have an inkling that you didn't like the piece that you'd made? Or like... I know, I thought I... I probably, I took other people's advice, A, mm-hmm. didn't follow my gut. And I knew that I was kind of, a part of me was arrogant being like, no, I can put anything out. Like my first record did really well. This record would do well as well. So the ego in me was like, oh, okay, yeah, nah, you can do anything you fucking want. And not really thinking that through, but then also not following my gut. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think personally, like they're not... Uh, it's fucking so cliche to say, but yeah, I would say that probably every relationship I've been in, I've stayed in too long. <laughs> Same. Yeah, it, I, I look back and, but I also, and I know that that's a fuck up on my half because I didn't want to end it or I didn't want to leave or I felt insecure about leaving it. But then I have to be like, no, that's a lesson. That's a learning curve because, I mean, it did lead us to where we are today. And... Yeah, I feel that. I feel like when I'm in a relationship and it's not functioning, I often stick it out because I feel like I need to fix it. Yeah. It's like need. Yeah. It's like male needs to be like, it needs like, it can end, but I need to make yeah. sure it's fixed before it ends or yeah. something like that. Yeah, me to make sure they're okay. And you make I'm sure okay. like everything's good before it's like, no, it's not good because it's not working. So you yeah. need to get out of it. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. But like, yeah, God damn. I mean, God, I've been through some been through the fucking wars in the relationship yeah. zone in the last few years. So like, yeah, definitely I can relate to that hard. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I really don't get, I think it's just, is it like a, a need to be, yeah, needed or a need to be the fixer or a need to be the save? Like I know that I definitely had that little bit of that savior complex and mm-hmm. need to be neat. Like I've worked through my fucking therapist. And I think it probably came from, you know, me having sisters and growing up and being the only boy in the family. And, you know, it's you got to assume this like manly role. Um, I think that's where it came from for me. Okay. Yeah. Maybe mine was also like a rejection thing. Like, because yeah. maybe when I was, I was rejected as like a adolescent, you know, like. By your family? By my, mostly by my mother. Yeah. So for me, I think maybe that was a big part of it, you know, like. I don't know, like not ending things, like being like, I can't end this because then I'm losing this like female figure in my life yeah. or something. I don't know. Female validation? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Do you think you, do you, think you still have that need for female validation? 100%. Yeah. But like, who doesn't? Oh, totally. <laughs> if you're a like heterosexual male. Yeah, like, of course. Even with yeah. like any hot girl like flirts through the arm, I'm like, God damn, God, I feel good today. <laughs> <laughs> still got it. <laughs> still got it. I see a girl like, yeah, making eye contact and I'm like, oh, yep, well, I'm fucking going to think about that for the next three weeks. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I tell Lola and Lola's like, mm, she like kind of like loves it. Yeah, Where, you guys have a great fucking… It's, well, it's like a lot of yeah. girls will like get jealous, but if she sees someone like look at me or check me out or whatever… She's like, oh, God, I like that. I don't know. It's like a weird. No, I fully get it. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's good though. I mean, like as you know, I had this like very pretty um, young woman slide into my DMs last week, and I was like, it's so funny because I'd seen her a few times on the gram, and I'd never followed or anything. Like, oh, you know, like just the chicks, incredible. But what the fuck would I say to her? I'm not. I don't. I'm not really one to slide into DMs. It's like a very rare occurrence. And then she. Messaged me one day. Yeah. And I was just like, what did like, she say? What did she say? She said, 
Byron Bay, uh, like love heart eyes and yeah. smiley face or something. Yeah. Like, and I was like, come eat my ass. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it was like a good little ego boost for the day. I was like, ah. Where does she li- where does she live? Um, I don't know. I know she's currently in Bali. Um, she's a few times expressed that uh she'd love to catch up, but I'm not going to Bali no. to meet some yeah, random. Yeah, like what if it's a catfish? Who knows? Ah. Oh. But um speaking the, speaking the pressure, of catfish. The pressure. The pressure. It's too much pressure. You can't do that. You can't travel overseas. The fuck no. Like, Definitely not. That you've never met. No way. Like if I had another reason to go there, it's like, yeah, you know, off the Catch back up. of that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's, that's I crazy. I would be so scared of that. Oh yeah. I'd be sending my location to friends being like, hey, I'm about to lose a kidney by some hot Russian <laughs> some girl with an accent and I think she's gonna steal my kidneys and Okay, I wouldn't go that far. It's more like I just wouldn't want to rock up and then they'd be like, Oh, I'm I'm busy right now. Maybe, maybe like in a few days, you're like, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> are, are girls flaky? Do you think girls are flaky? Because you are single. Yeah. And do you, do you think girls are flaky? Do you think they're non-committal these days? What's the vibes? Um, I think for maybe in Byron, yeah, I think quite non-committal. There's yeah. like definitely a big like non-committal vibe from people in general. Mm. Um, flaky. It depends. It like I feel like the more you put in, the more flaky they are. It's yeah. like. You just need to kind of just chill and just do you and let like yeah you don't be putting all this energy out there and then like it's not reciprocated. This is honestly the, the worst feeling ever. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I agree. And I I think even with friends and people in general, I find that sometimes it's like if it's not reciprocate. And I have very very little and low expectations, but if I do put effort into someone, I'm like yeah fuck. Every now and again, it's nice to get a message back and not be the only one inviting people for dinner and. Yeah, doing that. Of course, like you want to invest in people that invest in you. Yeah, totally. You want to, in, you know, you do, what do you do in that dating field is like you invest a little bit. Yeah. And then you kind of see what happens. Invest yeah. and then test. Yeah. Invest and test. Invest and test. Is that your um, dating? Oh, well, I think, yeah. Otherwise, because like, what happens is you, you end up liking people, right? Yeah. And then you just base everything off the fact that you like them. Yeah. And you just keep pursuing them. And, you're not really like sitting back and looking at it from a point of view where you're like actually yeah. analyzing it and be like, oh, I'm actually the one sending all the messages. I'm the one making all the plans. And then yeah. it kind of, that shit's going to get you down. It's yeah. like, you don't need to be doing that. Yeah. You got to have like, you know, self-worth, I think. Uh, so we are doing, going to do a dating episode. Yeah. This next, next episode, I believe. Yeah. This is, the, is this where I have to go on a date with someone. I think that you should try to get a date. Oh, and, good. I, and, and I think it has to be a complete random date. Like This is like a date date. Like, cause you know, I don't really do that many date dates. I'm like chill. I'll be like, yeah, no, just, I'm going to go for a swim. You want to come along? I think that can be that. I think it can be literally, hey. Yeah, I um, think it has to be like a date date. Oh, you want to do that? Do cause you? then it like, puts pressure on me to go actually, to a restaurant. Actually, no, but like, I, it's more the way that I ask it. Gotcha. Uh, it's not, it can't just be like a, yeah. like a tag along. Yeah. It has to be like a, I want to I've take you out. This, I've organized yeah. this. Yeah, I think I think it needs to be like a random, not a random, but a complete unknown yeah, yeah. person. So it's gonna be hard. That's all right. I think you just gotta give it a go. <sighs> just we'll go to the local cafe and we'll just we'll find. Say, hey, you single? You wanna go out with my friend? <laughs> oh fuck yeah! I love that. Um, like, okay. Would you give um your Instagram or would you give your digits? Honestly, I would give my number because I'm. So sick of only having Instagrams. Yeah. Like, 
you meet people and like you just get the Instagram now and it's yeah. like I want to I want someone's number I want to call them yeah. you know yeah. I want to break those barriers down because you're just like texting someone I agree. And so like you send the occasional like voice memo and yeah. it's like so like it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for like uh Impersonal. Yeah. It's so impersonal. Yeah, yeah. I love it when um like friendships or relationships convert to like texting. Even like when I've made friends mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, here's my number, text me. And then you get a random text from them like, oh, hello, new friend. Mm. It's like a nice, fe- it's a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. And I've stepped up the phone calls now. Where, where before I was like, oh, fucking, I won't talk to anybody. Yeah. Now, yeah, every now and again, people are just like, hey, Matt, how you going? I'm like, what are you calling for? It's like, just saying hello. And I'm like, that's fucking nice. Yeah, the phone call thing is weird. Like even now, like sometimes I'll call people and then like, and it's kind of like the same response. They're yeah. like, "What's up? Are you okay? Are you good?" Yeah. And you're like, "Yeah, I'm just seeing what you're up to." Like, I didn't want to send it in a text. Yeah. Like, what's up? And they're like, "Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm good." Yeah. Anyway, let's anyway. get to the end. We All are. Right. We, we have are... a little uh, never have I ever. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Well, this is originally a drinking game, but we're not drinking today. Okay. Well, we can just share stories. We could we just go. do a got um, some water here. Drink some kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's start nice and easy. All right. So, so you're gonna lead this? Never have uh, ever. No, Are they rude or is it, it PG? Uh, um, you just have to wait and see. Okay. All right. Nice and easy. It's a little gentle. Just get us started. Never have I ever used someone else's toothbrush. <laughs> Absolutely not. Fucking oh, that is gross. That is gross. That's like fucking mouth bacteria and shit. Yeah, people are like, oh yeah, but we kiss. But it's like, no, 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 no. We don't go and like get all the like little <laughs> bits of like leftover food between your teeth and then kiss. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. And are you ever, oh, I had a chick once um, use my toothbrush yeah. without us. Like, yeah. like I brush my teeth and then she's like, oh, can I brush mine? I was like, yeah. Figuring like, I don't know, there was some, she had- Spare toothbrush. I don't know. And she just grabbed my toothbrush and I was just like- some that people, thing's going in the fucking bin. Yeah, I agree. Why? Some people don't have problems with it though. Yeah, well, we're Virgos. Yeah, Virgos, we're clean. But, and again, not to bring it back to more sexual topics, like. <laughs> you can't help yourself. Okay, well, I won't. But like, I'm just saying like, you, you do do sexual uh, things with your mouth on girls' pri- private parts. Oh but, my God. She, but somehow she what are you talking about Matthew <laughs> nothing well, whatever people do in their own homes that's it's up to them um, but sharing a toothbrush just is too much for me yeah no it's just it's a it's a cleaning implement it's like yeah. you don't no yeah it's a, it's a, it's okay. a hard no next one never have I ever never have I ever been arrested uh, I'm a bit boring on this one I have not Okay, I thought you were go down some tangent about, you know, handcuffs and whatnot. No, not everything's about handcuffs. Um, Technically, yes. Technically. But not in a first world country. So I don't know if it counts because okay. there's a lot of corruption in, yeah. Where Is this I, like a Bali thing? Like, nah, no, where you got to no. pay them off? No, nah, there's been plenty of that, um, but never arrested. No, uh, it was in Central America. Um, yeah, they tried to um, arrest me and, and commandeer my motorcycle. Gotcha. Yeah. But I, I got out of it. Okay. Did you pay them? No, they wouldn't take the bribe. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, technically, so you're technically a yes. Technically, yes, but I didn't. Oh, it's like, yeah. Let's go 50-50. 50-50. won't get into that, sorry. Yeah, all right. Too deep. Um, have you, uh, never have I ever, <laughs> never have I <laughs> Never have I ever gone to a nude beach. There's a few here in Byron. Yes, so. yes, I have. You have? Yeah. Did you get kid off? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Which but one? I, uh, Kings. 
but I, I like oh. to just I just like to cover my actual PP because I don't want too much sun. PP, shout out to Paradise Problems, baby. Paradise Problems, because I actually don't want too much sun on what my do actual you mean? cock. It never gets any sun. Yeah, but there's like a limit to the amount of sun you want on your dick. But don't you feel like it's always like a shade darker already? I'm, I think it's ready I'm, to go. I'm worried that I'll get sunburnt down there. Oh my so, God. so like I'll give it a little bit of sun and then I'll just cover just the actual PP and balls just so it doesn't get too much sun. <laughs> but, ev- but everything else is… Um, oh my God. I love that you yeah. think about these things. Well, has that ever led into… Um, you had a bit of sexy times on ah, the beach. <laughs> that's three times you've done sexual references in this podcast. Oh, you've done like a dozen. <laughs> I've never had sex on the beach in Byron. Okay. But um, I can lead it into another story, but I've had plenty of sex on the beach in Melbourne. In Melbourne? Yeah. Cold. Cold. It was a cold night as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like a Melbourne beach or like the coast? Did you go like- No, like a Melbourne beach. Like Brighton or something. Um, That's weird. Do you know what? It was just in between like St. Kilda and Brighton Beach. Very weird. Yeah. That's somewhere I'd never ever think to like, yeah. Yeah. Because it's like- It was bad. It's not, yeah. It was bad. And the girl got- Sand is very coarse. The girl got- um, Sand rash on her back, like oh. it, like cut her back. Yeah, there's all sorts of things in that sand, needles mm. and oh, broken glass. It. So, which nude beaches have you gone to here? Oh my god, them all. Uh, oh, yeah, I got, I've surfed at Kings a lot. Yeah, um, I don't surf nude, although I'd love to. Um, I I have pulled my kid off at Kings. Yeah. once or twice, and also another beach which I'm not going to name because yeah. it's a secret. It's a secret beach. Um, have yeah, you ever had sex on the beach? In Byron. In Byron, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Twice. Ah, oh, here Three we times. go. Here we go. Three times. Once was like just the on the beach, like proper on the beach during the day. So yeah. it was like kind of not like, you know, yeah. kind of freaking out. Like, what the fuck's, you know? Yeah, yeah. Who's over that sand dune? You don't like a bit of the old voy- just, voyeur, voyeurism? Oh, I just freak voyeur. out to me. Some yeah. like guy from the fucking Daily Mail. I don't know. Someone just jerking off in the bush? I don't know. Um, the other time was um, I had the rooftop tent and I drove down the beach. Oh, that's fun. So like had the tent all open, but yeah. you know. No, no, that's fun. It's kind of like, a, it was like a good mix of like, there's no sand. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like girls would love that. It's like hot and sexy and adventurous. Yeah, and... jump out, jump in the water. Um, yeah. And the other time was uh, another beach, full moon. Oh, okay. Nighttime. That was... Fun. So full moon and your full moon was out too. Yeah, it was, it was a double full moon. Double full moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the nude beaches. All right, all right, next one. Never have I ever what? Never have I ever dumped someone over a text. Um, Don't I, tell me you've done that. I, I would say that uh, 50, 50%. I'm sorry, what? Like 50% of your breakups are via text? No, no, as in like the first part of the conversation to break up was over text. Okay. And then I was like, you know, I don't think this is working. Um, I think that we need to talk and this needs to end. Do you feel like after that um, point, you had to go have the conversation in person? Yeah. Because yeah. there's no closure in a fucking Yeah, and that's, and that's what it was. It was like, this is like the breakup text, but I'm going to come and talk it out and, and go through it all. Yeah. So I did that. Even okay. though people were like, I know, you don't really like, everyone's like, good closure. I don't think, you don't really ever get closure fully. It's always shit that's unsaid. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. But there's more closure, I think, Mm. if if you have the conversation. So yeah, but I've never just gone cold on someone just after text. Have you ever dumped someone over text? I feel like it's not your style. I don't think so. No. I don't think I've done that. Have you ever ghosted a girl? 
Um, my most recent relationship, we kind of broke up mm. and then saw each other and then she went traveling. Yeah. And was still kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I, I couldn't figure it out. She like wanted something, but yeah. was also wanting to be single. And it was just too much for me to like that's not deal with. I don't think that's ghosting. So no. I just blocked her and everything. Yeah. I don't so think that's, that's the closest I've done to ghosting. Yeah. No, like ghosting is is more. Um, I mean, when I, before I met Lola, I was seeing someone else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I'd met Lola. So in my head, I was like, oh, I got to cut like these other girls off anyway. Yeah. And one, I just stopped texting back. I would never do that. I can't. But nah. I mean, she saw on Instagram after a while that I was like seeing someone. So, but how often were you seeing her prior to? Uh, like twice a week. Oh, that's fucking rude. Yeah, I would never do that. Yeah, I did feel bad. I just don't know how you could. I'm just like, well, I'm, I'm like Mr. Just, Transparency. I'd it, just it, literally it also, be like, hey, you're fucking great, but I met someone. Peace. Well, look, I was always like, you know, we're not in a relationship. It was just like casual. Yeah, but it's just best to just. Tell it just where it, the- it also organically just kind of played out. Mm. You know, where she was like, oh, you know, what up to? And I was like, hey, like, I'm actually really busy or I'm away. And then that turned you're into… You're such a girl. I'm busy. I'm really, actually, well, I I'm was. really busy this week. It's like, no, you're fucking not. You're not. I know. No one's fucking too busy I know. I know. to meet someone that they like. I fucking hate that. that. I hate you for that. Why? It just, That's I mean… Rude. I mean, it just happened. Do better. Do better. I'm fucking them doing better. <laughs> All, All right. right. Last Any- one. Last one. All right, never have I ever been catfished on a date. No, fuck no. Have you? Well, you've never been to a date and been like, oh, this just doesn't look like, you know. Uh-uh. Really? Uh-uh. Wow. I've only ever been out with one person I've met online. And that mm, was Lola. Fair. I think I've been on like two or three dates back in my Tinder days. Yeah. You know, um, my like mid-20s. Yeah. And just been like, that is not the same like, person. It's not like it is the same person, but it's just like yeah. you're like you. Was this? You know how to edit. You know how yeah. to use like lighting. This. I was gonna ask that. Is it was this like the start of Facetune days? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, yeah, and like every time you're like, oh, the fucking yeah. Sit here and have the chat and yeah, you know, just be polite and hang out and then yeah. like it's obviously they can always sense your energy and like human yeah. nature for them it's like they yeah they think naturally like oh well let's. Let's yeah, go back to yours or something. I'm yeah, like, no, nah, no fucking. No, um, I'm just gonna have a. I got work in the morning. <laughs> mm, fuck that, and then cruise. Well, we're gonna get deep into that oh next episode. Yeah, we are. We have to collect some dating stories and some funny ones. Some data. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll say the time I had food poisoning on a date. Oh, yeah. Wow, that was not fun. That sounds disgusting. It was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Poor girl was sitting at the restaurant on her own. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Poor you. That would be so did stressful. Not, did not um, have sexy times that night. It would just like she just texted me like, "Hey, just go home. I got the bill." Yeah, take a hike. Uh, pretty much. I was like, "We're gonna get the fuck out of here." I paid for it, and then were you just, in Bali or something? No, I was in Melbourne. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we'll go that. <laughs> we'll do that. Um, we'll do that in the dating episode because. <laughs> And you're gonna have to reveal some shit about you. We want we want the <clears throat> dirt. We want the tea. We want we want you to spill. You're gonna get me in trouble. I don't care. <laughs> Sick. This is gonna no be, worries. This is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. There's not that much to tell. Not that much to tell. Yeah. I, there fucking is. There's nothing. I've been single for like a month and a half. Yeah, I'm a good boy. Yeah, I, gave my, have... I gave myself like a full month. Yeah, no, you got to give yourself time. I gave myself. Give time. I gave myself time. Kinda. All right. Love you so much. Thank you. Love you too, Matt. And thanks everyone for listening.
Bye. Bye. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,